Thanks for listening to Faith in the Fast Life. I'm Nick Orda. I'm your host. On this show, we look to break down the stereotypes of what the Christian looks like to the world by receiving testimony of action sports athletes and other athletes and just individuals across the world. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and fastlifeministries.com to give. Hope you enjoy this episode. So uh, here we are. Jeff, it... Forgive me if I say the last name wrong. I'm really bad with that saying. I'm going with Goring. Yep, Goring. Yes, and it works. So I, I got it right on the first try. There's always a, a first for some things, right? Yeah, uh, and, and so, Jeff, I mean, like I said, it's, we're just going to kind of let you share your story. I mean, what I know just for, for the listeners, kind of how I stumbled. I, I'm not even 100% sure how I stumbled across, Jeff. I think uh, – I think I I think I was following something to do with breakdancing. So a little history on Nick here in my completely lost high school days. Um, at one point in time, I was a breakdancer. Okay. It was it was short lived. Um, the best I could do was some windmills. I had windmills at one point. Um, yeah. I did a little bit of graffiti. I did not like the graffiti stuff. So I grew up in a family business and. I can remember our building getting graffitied and my dad being so upset about it. And um, so I, I wasn't good with like the bomb on the sides of buildings and, and, and doing that stuff. But we'd go down to the train yards and for whatever reason, I was okay going to paint on a train. Now, it's important for everybody to know, I was no good at graffiti. <laughs> I mean, I was no good at it. Um, but I had some. I think what it was for me, and everybody knows my story, and my past. If you've listened to the first episode, um, uh, I think it was the thrill. I think it was the thrill of getting caught. I was no good at it, but the fact that we might be chased by the train yard police, and we might be running through downtown, uh, you know, we'd wear rubber gloves so that there was no evidence of spray paint on our fingers. Um, but this is, you know, this is back in the '90s before. I mean, it was before it was ever really accepted, right? Like, it had been around forever. I mean, hip-hop and, and the culture of hip-hop and those things is has been around for a long time, but graffiti wasn't really accepted where I'm from anyway until yeah. more so now. And now guys like you and and some great artists out there that can do some incredible stuff. Like, I mean, it's it's an incredible art form. So I know your, your graffiti name is Sons One. Yeah. And then Jeff also does what I actually stumbled upon – is the rough draft devotional and we'll get into that towards the end um but doing some super cool things from up in canada um talk to me jeff tell me about your story man how how did you get where you are well i guess um i guess for me it's one of those things where i grew up grew up just east of toronto about 20 minutes east of downtown toronto and i did i got i got into graffiti about uh about 96 and i kind of just got into it just from another buddy in english class in high school we just kind of just kidding. I really just, you, you get into it and then you start noticing it. And then I, then you really get kind of hooked with it. Yep. And for me, I'm, I'm a very mature adult <laughs> and yeah. uh, I'm married with three kids and it's, um, and I, I still love it. I'm still going strong. I'm yeah. still getting opportunities to paint all over the place. But for me, it was about, about 98 when I kind of got to cut to the point where I'm kind of like, all right, I'm a Christian, but I'm painting illegally everywhere. I'm doing a lot of trains. I'm even like working at a Christian camp putting my kids to bed and then sneaking out and painting trains. So it's kind of like, I kind of got to the point where I was like, all right, God, you've given me these desires to do graffiti. You, you've given them to me for a reason. I pray, I pray you can use them. I don't know right. how you can use graffiti. And then I got into uh, b-boying and breakdancing. 
and uh, I started that in high school, and then uh, yeah, and just just got just kind of fell in love with just hip hop culture in general, yep. just with uh, with both those things with graffiti and 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 breaking. You just have a, such a community with it, and for me, I was I was like one of the only the Christian guys that I knew back in in '98. I'm kind of like I right, gotta give you give you my life. Um, how do I paint graffiti and do it legally? So, <laughs> so, so I, uh, 1998. How old are you back then? Uh, I was well, let's see, eight, 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 eight. I guess I guess about 17, 18. I really started taking. I, I kind of accepted Christ about 15, okay. and then. Um, yeah, ninety eight was really kind of ninety seven, ninety eight. I was kind of like, all right, I can't, I can't be painting. No, yeah, ninety eight. I can't really be painting illegally anymore. Okay, so I so, the- so you're seventeen, eighteen years old. Tell us more about when you when you accepted Christ in your life. Yeah, yeah. For me, when I kind of when I accepted Christ, I mean, I, growing up, I, I just may shock a lot of you guys. I wasn't the best in school, <sighs> yeah. but uh, it's so. It, with school, I didn't really, I wasn't the best in school. I had a bit of a speech impediment. I kind of felt like I was a failure and really wasn't going anywhere. And then you throw on, you're into graffiti and breakdancing. You're kind of like, where, where, where could that go? I'm sure my, sure my parents were really proud. And, uh, but it was one of those things where I kind of got to the point where I was just like, all right, God, if you, it says in your Bible, you, you created me. So you created me. And then you, then you read a bit more. And, and Jeremiah talks about how he has, God says, you have a plan for my life. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, all right, for a kid who's dealing with feeling like a failure, feeling feeling like I'm going nowhere, to the point where I'm kind of like, I got I I don't know how you can use this, but I, but I give it to you. I give you my breaking. I give you my graffiti, and um, and from that point on, it's really been amazing. And I kind of said, I right, got I'm 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 gonna stop painting illegally, but man, you you got to give me places to paint. And it's been amazing because I mean, I, I'm, and by no means I'm by no means the the best. I'm by no means you know, but it's God's. I've traveled the world with graffiti and b-boying. Like yeah. I'm part of a crew called Supernaturals Crew. I noticed all my buddies, and um, we've had the opportunity to go to Korea, New York, all, all over the place and travel and and compete. And then with um, and with, yeah, just it really just one of those things where I came where God, I pray I, I give you these. I pray you can kind of use them in some way and give me give me opportunities to use them. So yeah, incredible. So when you growing up, did you kind of grow up in church? Or did you say maybe your your uh, parents weren't too proud of you or what they were thinking at the time? I I can relate a hundred percent. I still to this still to this day kind of shake my head. And go, I wonder what my parents are thinking about me right now. Uh, yeah, ruffling feathers my whole life for sure. But um, did you grow up in church? Like, did you guys? You know, did they have a Christian background for you? Yeah, my my parents grew up uh, grew up in church, and I kind of grew up going, and I mean. Typical guy, just you just kind of hate. I just didn't know, didn't like going every Saturday night. I'm trying to sleep over at one of my buddy's house because I know if I sleep over at one of my buddy's house Sunday morning, I don't have to go to church. Yeah. So it's like, so always just trying to get out of it. And then, like I say, it really wasn't until I was at a, I was at a Christian camp and I kind of realized, all right, if God says He's got a plan for my life, and for me, if I'm thinking I'm a failure, if I'm thinking I'm going nowhere, if I trust in this God who says He's got a plan for my life, then maybe He actually does. Right. And so it was kind of about, about 15. I kind of just said, I got, I gave you my life. And then I was still painting illegally till about 18. And then, um, yeah. So then I kind of got, got to the point where my mindset kind of changed where, okay, I can use these gifts to actually talk to other people about God. Yep. And I mean, and I wasn't big. I went to, I wasn't big on, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really big on just being a Christian and, but being it in the world. 
Yeah. Not changing the way I am in a sense of like, oh, I'll go to church, got to look, look good and do all this. But it's just, this is who I am. If I'm talking to a CAO of a business, if I'm talking to a homeless dude, if I'm in church, if I'm painting walls with all my buddies, this is, yeah. this is kind of who, who I am. No, I, I love that. That's what Fast Life Ministries is all about. Like it's, uh, it's, it's funny you say that little, you know, I, I went through this phase, um, probably about a year after being saved and, and I haven't, it's, it was 2017 that I got saved. Right. I mean, I was an addict alcoholic. I've, I've been through all this stuff. It took me a while to find the Lord or he's always had his hand on me, but so we're going to church and I decided I need to buy like a whole new wardrobe. My <laughs> wife's pumped about it. Like she's loving it. Like, you know, I got these new wing tip shoes and I'm wearing slacks yeah. and I'm putting a thing on to go to church and, it lasted about three or four months, and then I'm like, got the vans back on. I got the jeans. I'm going yeah. in maybe in a polo shirt, tops, but um, and uh, it's kind of the same thing. I spent all this money trying to find this look of uh, yeah. of uh, you know something something like? yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, like it's it's just me, like yeah, I am who I am. So that's who well, God that's, made me. So that's and cool. that's the thing for me. It's really kind of big on. I'm like this. This is who I am. This is what I love to do. This is my, my culture. And I, and I really realized uh, another verse that really stands out to me is 1 Corinthians 9.22, which says, To the weak I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things, so by all possible means I might save some. Yeah. So, and by that I got thinking about that and, and just thinking about how, you know what, if I'm going to do graffiti and b-boying, God, you give me opportunities with it. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm, part of a, I'm part of a few different crews. I'm part of one called Supernaturals, which is not a, not a Christian crew by no means. It's cool to see. I've seen some of the guys fully kind of give their life to God and change their life around and see how God's helping them in their life, which is dope. And even I'm, I'm part of two uh, graffiti crews, one called GH and another called Gospel Graffiti. I actually realize I'm drinking out of the mug right now. That's our logo. Nice. Gospel but, Graffiti. I'm about to pull that one up. Um, and that's made up of, uh, I got down with them in, in 98. <clears throat> they started in, I think it was 96, a gentleman by the name of Phasm. He's from... Uh, Modesto, California, but um, I got, and for me, it was just kind of one of those things where, okay, I'm a Christian, I paint graffiti, I don't know anyone else who only paints legally, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so just praying about that, and and God ended up bringing my buddy Fasm into my into my life, and um, and it's just been really cool, so just just, just a, encouraging too, just to know that, man, we're a crew of about 25 to 30 people from all over the world. We got guys down in Guatemala, Australia, Netherlands. Um, uh, California, Canada. <laughs> oh, sorry, but yeah. uh, um, but but it's one of these. It's just cool. It's encouraging to know there's other guys out there who love God and love graffiti. Yep. And so I found that really encouraging. So how does that like? It, I mean, as you've stumbled into this, like you're you're 15 years old, you you know gave your heart to the Lord. Uh, you're still doing graffiti illegally. You know, a few years later, you said, "Okay, I can't do it." illegal anymore you you felt that conviction if you will that you're doing something wrong so you start going the legal route um how has god i mean has god been able to bless this and make a career out of it or yeah, you- I, I, yeah i don't do it full time i do right. um i've been able to work with companies like nike and lululemon and uh, the toronto soccer club football club there um but i, I just do kind of do it as uh, just kind of like a second like i'll, I'll get a lot of commission gigs so it's not full time yet. I'm I'm looking to go more full time with it, and yeah. um, but for me, a big thing is is being in the culture with it. 
Because yeah. with these scenes, with the b-boying and with graffiti, it's there's a whole like you, you talk about doing trains. It's cool because I can see a train go by now and be like, oh, this one's been in Vancouver. This one's been in Texas. This one's been in um, the, and it's a, it's a whole culture. Yep. With, no, with I've, it. I've always loved that about it, and I I mean even to this day, like I always say, like I said I was. I was never good at it. I'll take no credit for being good at it at all. Um, but you notice it. Like you drive down the highway and you see a train and I'm watching all the names on it. Um, even a, a few years back, we saw one of them that had, had my stuff on it still. And I'm going, wow, like that's incredible. Like that's been 20 years already. Um, and I had some friends that were really good at it. And uh, my tattoo artist is a, is a pretty impressive uh, graffiti artist as well. Um, but you totally, you, you get immersed in it and you check it out and, and even the, the, the elements of hip hop, right? Like you go back mm-hmm. into that. It's, uh, um, pretty cool stuff, pretty cool. All those different elements and, and what people are doing. So it's cool to see that you're still doing it and able to make some money doing it. Um, yeah. how is that? Like, as you go into that culture, cause fast life ministries is all about you know, the book of acts is what really took me into doing this 26, 17 and 18, you know, taking yeah. me back to where I came from to go, to go share the gospel basically. Right. Yeah. So you're doing the same thing in this hip hop industry, like in, in b-boying and, and graffiti. How's that been for you? Has there been struggles? Has there been temptation? Has there been things that, cause yeah. we know like one of my new, new things that I've, I've learned and it just all of a sudden resonated with me, but you know, you talk about Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that that God has a plan for us, right? But the enemy has a plan for us too, and yeah. he's just waiting to trip you up and grab a hold of you and pull you for his plan instead of God's plan. So how's how's that gone? Has there been any trials or tribulations or times that that got rough and and? Uh, oh yeah, it's out? it's one of those things too. It's it's I found for me, it's I I kind of had to make a. Like with with the, with hip hop, it's all about it's a lot of it. It's it's in in Australia. There's a hip hop ministry called uh, Cross Crosswords, and it's one of these where and their big thing is skills or currency. So a lot of times when you're dealing with people who don't and just just, just people who just don't know God, it's one of these who they don't they don't care who you are, yeah. <laughs> you know, until you're good at something. But once yeah. you're really good at something, then it's like oh, I'll listen to this guy, or yeah. and it's it's one of the same same. It's, it's cool because a lot of it for me is even biblical principles just in the world with non-Christian people. Like even talking about, Bible talks about love your neighbor as yourself. Well, just really loving people and caring for people, but in these circumstances. Yep. And so, and, it, and, and, it, and with a lot of it, when you talk about kind of temptations and stuff, I find when, a lot of times when I'm going to places, I'll, I'll get people praying for me. Like if I'm going to, a, if I'm traveling with my buddies, going to a, a b-boy competition, um, if, I, if I'm going to, you know, just, just something, I just get a few of my buddies praying. I got uh, a few close friends who all just send them a text and say, Hey man, keep me in prayer. I'm doing this. And it's, it's cool. Cause I'm always, you're always praying for opportunities. And when you pray God, when you pray for opportunities, God will give you the, the craziest opportunities in like, in the craziest set, you'll be like in like a, a B-boy cypher or a circle. And I don't, I'm not doing as much B-boying nowadays, more, more graffiti, but you'd be in like a B-boy circle and then somebody would hit you on the shoulder and be like, hey, uh, pray for me. Well, my wife and kids just left me. And you're like, oh, okay, let's go pray. You know, and just right yeah. there, oh, pray for me. I'm, I'm dealing with this. And then right there in the in the jam, it's like, oh, God, I pray that you would help this dude. I pray that, man, you would give him a peace. I pray that, you know, and it's, but it's, it's, it's being, it's, it, it takes time to be in people's lives. Yep. And t- you have to really show that, 
like, like one of my favorite verses is Philippians 2, 3 to 5, which just says, do not look at your own interests, but look at the interests of others, for that's the attitude of Christ. So in a lot of it, if they say that's the attitude of Christ, I got to take an interest in these people. I got to genuinely care about these people. Yeah. And when you're there, and these people, they're kind of like, okay, he's hanging out with me. He's super nice. He's not gay. He's, you know, <laughs> he's okay. What does he want, you know? But yeah. they just... They're like, oh, he's a he's a church guy. Oh, and it's just kind of. But but when you're there, and you're constant with these guys, man, and you're praying for opportunities, God just gives you opportunities. It's not like I'm out. Hey, take this track. There you go, buddy. You know, it's just yeah. when you're there, involved in people's lives. You know, you you see when they're hurting. You see when they're going down. And and it's cool to see guys actually fully change their life around or be praying with some some dude who's super hard. And he's just crying because he's filled with joy because of God's doing something in his life. Yeah. Because he's realizing there's a God who cares about him. So it's, it's, it's really, and, and the last year I've really learned a lot about kind of loving people. Like one thing I always say is I always say, um, loving people sucks because it costs us something. Yeah. It's, it's tough to do. Like it's like, I've, I've been reading, um, I was reading like even just the God says the two greatest commandments love the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind love your neighbor as yourself and then he says and then i was looking at that i was like i was looking at that with uh loving your neighbor as yourself and then you go to luke and somebody asks jesus he says jesus what's the greatest commandments and he says those and then the, then the guy says jesus who's my neighbor and you're kind of like oh okay and then jesus goes into the good samaritan story and so i started looking at that and if, we're, if, this, if this is our example of loving people the good Samaritan, he goes to somebody who Jewish people and Samaritans at that time hated each other. So he goes to one somebody who he doesn't like, not supposed to like, gets off his donkey. So any plans that he had for that day are done. Any anything he had to go to, any event or anything, like yeah, that's that's done. It's time to throw it off. And then he gives, then he gets off his donkey, puts this guy on his donkey, and this guy's walk. Then now he's walking, so he's giving energy. And then he says, okay, hey, here's some money. Puts him up in a hotel. Here's some money. Oh, you need anything he needs? I'll come back in a few days and give more money. So our example of loving people is you got to give time, you got to give energy, and you got it costs it costs us finances too. Yep. And and so I just think I've been learning a lot, a lot about that lately. About you know what, loving people is hard. It's yeah. it's harder than just I'll pray for you, man. You know, so like. Do you find that like when you guys were on on lockdown? So obviously you were just talking about Canada's going to kind of kind of free up a little bit on July 1st being locked down. Do you find yourself getting closer to God and studying scripture more? Um, I find it. Yeah. I find I find I've been one thing I've tried to be really more intentional with is just getting up before my kids, before, before my wife, just getting up and just having, having a coffee and just, just reading my Bible and just reading my Bible, doing a devotional on maybe the Bible app and just, um, yeah, just trying to understand more. And, and putting time into the, that devotional series too, rough draft in the morning. So, yeah, tell us more about that. That's a super cool thing that you got going there. Like I, I'm, uh, I, oh, cool. I love the website layout. I love the. I've been following that and checking that out. So, for for all the listeners today, that's rough draft devotional. Um, and you're on Instagram. T- tell us about it. How did how did all that come about? How did yeah. where did that get inspired? Well, I traveled. I traveled for about ten years with uh, with an artist by the name of Manifest. So we traveled doing, just, I, I was doing b-boying and he was doing uh, emceeing and some rock music at the time. And 
he was just one of my, my good buddies. So we traveled literally for about, about 10 years and, and traveled all over the world. And, and he got to know, got to know a lot of cool people and everywhere you go in the world, you're like, Oh, that, that guy's cool. He loves God, man. And, and I just kind of got, got seeing all this and, and rough draft, what it is, it's a devotional series where I've kind of gone through the books of, um, so far we've done Luke, Proverbs, Galatians, I'm booking Ephesians and I'm looking at doing Philippians is the, the first five books I want to do. And we've got over, over 60 devotionals of people from all over the world who are just, who I've talked to. Um, and, and basically all I've done is I got them to read a chapter in one of those books, one of those, those books, and then write a devotional on it. And then it's a web-based thing where someone can go to the website, um, roughdraft.online and just check out kind of the their devotional. And, and my purpose behind it is to build, uh, get people reading the Bible, build godly role models and just promote, Guys who are Christians who who are good at what they do, right. and try and help build their culture, build their influence. But on but it's cool because on, on an international level. Yeah. So we we got people from Guatemala. We got MCs from Norway. We got graffiti artists from Australia. I got um, b boys from Taiwan. It's really cool how God's brought. We got professional skaters. We got. Yeah, so um, I saw Beaver Fleming on there the other the other day. Yeah. Beaver did a podcast with us a while back. Oh, that's awesome! Great. Yeah, just yeah, just guys dude. like that, guys like people who are just love God good at what they do. And for me, it's one of the things where how can I promote that? So everybody knows Beaver and what he does. So really you can build, just build these Christians influence. So they have an influence. So they have a bigger influence. So they have a bigger, because it's, and it's, it's big on, I'm big on role models yeah. for youth, for youth and young adults and just be like, you know what? Um, I want to, I want to live my life like that guy. I want to treat my, treat my wife like that guy. I want to raise my kids like, like this guy does, or, you know, like just uh, in that type of aspect and just, and trying to provide more, just quality, cool resources for, for people. Yeah. So it's, I, I agree. Like it's all about networking. The more we can do together, the more we can get, you know, this podcast gets you out there and, yeah. and everybody else. And, and the more we can network for the kingdom of God, the better off we're going to be. And that's, I agree. It's all about role models. I know that when I was this, a young boy, like I didn't have anything like this to look at. And, and now yeah. with, with social media and all the different avenues that, that are there now that weren't there when we were young, like, man, we could really reach people. So, and uh, what better way to reach them than with the kingdom of God and, and what Jesus is doing in people's life. So, and one of the things we're, look, one of the things we're looking at doing is we're looking at right, right now, I'm looking into creating Luke. The, like the first, first book I did was the book of Luke. And we got 24 different people to do a devotional on that. But I'm looking at creating that into an actual book form and getting into uh, juvenile jails just so they can have something. Um, yeah. And then just and along with like a, a bit, maybe just the book of Luke, whether it's working with Gideons or working with someone to create the actual, just to have it so we can give it to, and I mean, I got to do it with like, I've been looking into it. So I got to do no staples, no this, no that, just with jails and stuff. But, but just giving those kids, because a lot of times when you go into jails, you got a good mix of like, I find you got a good mix of, you got some guys where you're like, oh yeah, you, you deserve to be here. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. And other guys who are just kind of like, they just, they just made dumb choices. You got some kids who, who you're just kind of like, you can tell they just made dumb choices. You got other kids who are just kind of like, you can tell they made right from the start. They just had uh, a bad, a bad upgoing with no, no influences, no godly influences. So we're looking at creating all those, uh, the first five books of the devotionals we're doing into an actual book that we can give to juvenile jails across North America, start with North America and then see where, wherever God opens it up. Nice. So tell us about a time that you, uh, you know, through all your travels and everything like that, tell us about a time that things got dark and you had to rely on the Lord to overcome. Well, a lot, a lot of it is, I find just, um, just stresses of life. It's really like just life, 
one thing they don't that I was never really told growing up is that you know what life's life's hard. Right. It doesn't always look like uh, like it does on Instagram. Like it does, you know. It's a uh, and it's <clears throat> and really just for me a lot of it is just it's just it's just sticking with God and trusting in God because it's tough. Like I mean I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a dad. I got I got three kids. Best three I got. Love them all. <laughs> and uh, it's but it's it's still trying to. Just, just doing everything from the providing for that, the stresses of life, the, you know, you still got to work. I still got to do that, but finding the balance of that and trying to make sure that I'm a, I'm a, a father who's involved in my kids' lives, yep. not just busy with ministering to other kids, people's kids, but it's just kind of one of those things where it's like my, and, and a lot of times kids, they just want attention. Yeah. They just want someone older to, to, to give them their, their full attention. Yep. And That's so a- it's, that's a good balance, a balance thing. I, I, uh, my friend Danny, a uh, good pastor buddy of mine, has been on here with us before too. He he talks about the hierarchy, right? And it's it's uh, God first, uh, wife, family, ministry. Yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta find that balance. So sorry to interrupt, man. I just oh no, no worries. And that's that, that's that's what I find find tough. And just really just when when you have stresses in life, because you just get low points sometimes where you're just kind of like, God, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I got this much income. I got my, my, we, we want to make sure that my, you know, you want to make sure your wife's secure and, and, and doing good too. And so it's one of these, we just, so I think for me, a lot of times I've had a few times where it's just, it's just been tough where you just kind of get to the end of like, okay, I'm not going to be here anymore. And you just try to do it yourself. But for me, it's a lot of it. I got to continue to turn my head and say, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I need you. I, I trust you. Cause a lot of times when I'm looking at my problems, when I'm looking at my things, trying to think of how am I going to solve that? How am I going to do this? It's that's when I'm dealing with stress, maybe losing a bit of hair. But, uh, <laughs> Helps you spin better. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can still grow it on the sides. I think it's good. Yeah, that's it. yeah. But um, but yeah, and I think a lot of it too is just it's it's tough just to just continue to keep your your eyes on God and to know the situation looks like this, but God says that man, I'm going to get through this, and that's and that's the same thing where you talked about too. With the, the the devil has a plan when we start focusing on things and. and and how are we going to do it ourselves without God? Then you really kind of get off track and then you start going down like a rabbit hole. You start getting maybe depressed. You start getting sad. You start look, you start looking at all your problems instead of God, I'm looking to you. I need you to look at this. Help me out with this. The other one's the comparison trap, right? Like you start looking at what other people have and what they're oh. doing better and you, you get stuck. That's a, that's a, a trap for Satan to get a hold of you that, that's never good. You know, and that's, and that's what's, and it's people really coming to the conclusion of who and being content with who you are in God. Like for me, I, I'm a, I'm a graffiti artist. I'm a B-boy. I'm a father. I'm a, this is who I am. I don't have everything, but you know what, God, this, and just being confident in that is that God's still working. God's still with you. He's never leaving you. So it's, and it's having that trust where it doesn't matter what your situation looks like. And we still have to hustle. We still have to work super hard. But it's God, you're with me, and you you are going to work it out. Yeah. It may not be the way that I think, in a sense of like just jump a pile of money, we'll be good. Thanks, God, you know. But it's, it's God, you are working, and I trust, and I gave you my life, and that's everything in my life. That's my finances, that's my kids, that's my well, that's my, my my job, that's where I'm going, you know. And he he talks about that. So for me, it's a lot of it. it's keeping my eyes on God, and and hanging on to His promises, hanging on to to kind of just like what, what he says in the Bible, you know, and just saying, all right, this is truth. God, I'm going to stick with this. I trust you. Yep. Yep. That's good stuff. So 
as we kind of uh one of the things i always like to do on the show is is ask you kind of there's one thing that you want to leave the listeners with today as we kind of wrap up here what's what's one thing that you want to say to the listeners of this podcast anything whether whether they're part full believers or they're yeah. uh they're lukewarm where, wherever they might be what do you want to say to them um i would say a lot of it too is i would say uh, uh like it's it's trusting that god created you with those desires and things you love to do for a reason like for me i'm a big i'm a big like i said growing up doing graffiti to doing, doing b-boying it's God created me with these desires and I had to get to the point where I was like, I right, God, you gave me these desires to do graffiti, which is 95% done illegally, but I pray you can use this and being confident with it, the fact that, you know what, God, you, you're with me. Hey, God's yeah. God's always, always with you. He can, and he can use your abilities. I had to get to a point where I was like, I know exact spot where I was, where I was like, I right, God, I don't know how you can use b-boying and graffiti. I pray you can use this. So, and it's been amazing to see where, and I'm, once, once again, I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm not saying I'm, you know, but it's one of the things to it. It's just when you give God whatever you love to do, man, when you think you can go here, he'll take your way over here. Because mm. he can, when you, when you give him the abilities that he's given you, he's created you with. So I think for a lot of people, it's just trusting it and it's giving, them, giving stuff to God. Say, God, I pray you can use my art. I pray you can use my hockey skills. I pray you can use my b-boying. I pray you can use whatever it is you love to do. Just saying, just talking to God and saying, hey, I pray you can use this and you'll be blown away by the fact where he can, he can use you with it. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. So as far as everything else, how can our listeners get a hold of, how can they find you and see what you're doing? Yeah, they can well, They can check out uh, rough draft, which is the, the actual website is just roughdraft.online. And we, and on there we have a whole bunch of scriptures. We have a Spotify list of all different artists that have done stuff. And, um, and you can even just go through the devotionals if they want to check that out. And uh, my, my personal Instagram is just sons one S O N Z one. And um, yeah, if, if anyone has any questions or anything, they can feel free to hit me up and yeah. you might get a dad joke back. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I love so. it, man. My, my kids crack up all the time with me. Like it's uh, just shake their head at the, the yeah. silliness. I have three kids as well. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, dude. So doing a big, also the rough draft devotional has a page as well on Instagram, right? Yes. So they yeah, can check rough, that rough, as well. Uh, rough draft under, uh, underscore devotional. Gotcha. Um, um, are you doing YouTube as well? No, just uh, pretty much right now, just Instagram. And then we're looking at making it into a book form. Awesome, so. man. It has been, it's been such an honor to have you here today and, and being able to just catch up and, and get to know you a little bit. Like I'm looking forward to what, uh, what all God has in the future for us for networking, all this great stuff together. I'm looking forward yeah. to doing the, the devotional. Mm-hmm. Um, for you on that as well. I'm super pumped about doing that. Cool, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're involved and in helping out. and That'll be cool. Yeah. That's going to be wicked, man. So, um, just want to encourage all our listeners, man. We want to thank Jeff for being here. And, uh, we just want to encourage our, our listeners to go check out rough draft devotional. Also fastlifeministries.com. We're, we're looking for partners as always, guys, we got to keep these things going. I'm sure Jeff needs some of that love as well. Like it takes uh, an army to continue to move God's word. And some of those, your gift may be giving. Um, and we, we need support guys. So let's, uh, Let's uh, see what we can do to network for the kingdom of God. Jeff, we're so thankful. We'll close in prayer today. Uh, Father God, we are just so grateful to have this opportunity and to be together with Jeff and just see what cool things you're doing in this world, Lord, and just just to know what you can do for people out there. We just pray that the listeners today 
Um, and every day they can gather something from this, and we want to encourage their faith and get them to get closer to you. See if we can move them to the next level, Lord God. We just pray your hands are upon everybody out there and that you are not too far from this world, Lord God, but watching over and guiding us with every step, Lord. We pray all this in mighty Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Thanks so much, Max. Yeah, brother. I appreciate having it. It's It's been cool. 